you got to break through that that obstacle and once you do mentally then you can roll so like right now man it's that blizzard you know and my fingers are cramping up you know and i just know i gotta keep moving i gotta keep calling my customers i gotta keep writing notes i gotta keep building relationships and, and then on the other side we're gonna break through and, and it's gonna be better than you think So the big question is this, how do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that most successful agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's competitive real estate environment? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Amuchastegui. Just got done interviewing Rob Kamadari. I think you guys are really gonna like this guy. You know, he talked about growing up having so much hustle. Talked about going and, you know, shoveling snow, freezing everything else, and he kept going to make sure he met his goals of the day and how he applies that to all of his life now. He has a new book that just came out. A lot of it's super applicable to what's going on right now with the middle of you know, sheltering in place and coronavirus and all the all the weird stuff. But he also got eight deals in contract last week. So he's out there hustling, making real estate happen right now while a lot of the world's sitting down. He's gonna give you great advice to not take your foot off the gas and keep going. He also sees kind of this little break that we're taking. It's just like a late spring. You know, he says, hey, during the winter, there's no sales. As soon as winter's over, there's a flock of buyers that come out. He thinks it's gonna happen like this. So let's treat what's going on right now as just a delayed spring and come out swinging. Hope you guys like it. Rockstar Nation, this is Aaron Amuchastegui coming to you live, talking today to Rob Kamadari. Rob, how's it going, man? Going great. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. The you know, it's one of those times we're recording this during our crazy time where everybody is kind of working from home, sheltering in place, you know, dealing with everybody's, you know, webcams and things like that. But everything still seems to be functioning. People are surviving. Uh, what's, every, what's everything like where you live? Well, I mean, we are stay at home, as you know, and, but we are allowed to, we're an essential service here in Baltimore and we're allowed to conduct real estate. Quite honestly, I've been really busy. I mean, we, I've, I've put like eight houses under contract in the last 10 days. So uh, I got to be happy about that. I consider myself very blessed. Yeah, yeah, real estate's definitely an essential service. We've been talking about it a lot on our state of the market kind of news briefings recently. And uh, and when we start to look at it, it is kind of surprising, right? So I guess maybe it's not surprising, but we've seen a lot of transactions happening. We see people listing houses right now. Uh, we see people buying houses right now. It's kind of like, even though this happened, people still have a need to move or a need to buy. Do you think it's sped anything up? Do you think it's slowing things down? Or do you think it's just had a very little impact? Well, I, I, th I mean, there's an impact there overall, but I think what's happening is, you know, we lag. The real estate industry lags. Now, back in 08 or 09, the real estate was the first thing that crashed, you know, and everything else followed suit. We're like the late, I think if, if we're going to have a problem, we're last in, but I think we'll be first out, if that makes any sense at all, because the stock market's already crashed. You know, we got this virus going on. And and we are, February was like the most, most uh, like explosive February they've had in years. So everything was all set to be a banner year in, in real estate, and then this hits. So there's a there's people. We already had a shortage of inventory that was already there. Shortage of inventory, excess buyers. So what I see happening now is, is like I'm still busy because I'm I'm closing the deals that I had, but I was there was people in play already. 
So bang, we were getting them under contract whether they were listing or, or buying. But now the, the question is with the stay at home, how many people are going to be afraid to even go out? How many people are going to be afraid to list their house on the market? But there's, there's a, a work around that too. If you do a virtual show and you do a virtual open house. So it, it time will tell. So when I said earlier, we lag, well, I might not be able to put eight deals under contract in the next 10 days, a month from now, because the things have slowed down somewhat. Prices have not gone down. Now, there are going to be buyers out there that believe, oh, I can get a deal because they want to sell their house. I still, there's still a shortage of inventory. There's still multiple offers being had out there. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Well, those are all, those are all really good points and some good insight from out where you're at. So the, the, tell us about yourself. The, where, where, where'd you grow up? Where are you from? How'd you get into real estate? So I'm originally from Northeast Baltimore City, grew up one of seven kids in a 745 square foot house. Some kitchens are that big this day, these days, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so seven of us, we had, a, we had one bathroom, uh, grew up Blair Edison community in Baltimore City. So I, I mean, I started working when I was 11 years old. I had a good old paper route and I uh, paid my way through uh, high school, uh, Catholic high school. And I went paid my way through college. And when I got out of college, I, I eventually came home. Here to Baltimore, I went to college down in Florida, and I came home to Baltimore, and I started at T. Rowe Price. I was working at T. Rowe Price. I worked there for about four years, but in the process, I was working weekends. I was helping a buddy of mine deliver newspapers. At that point, they had a they had these things that were called agencies, and you had like 3,000 customers. So while I was working at T. Rowe Price and helping this guy on weekends, a big agency came open in downtown Baltimore, Federal Hill, Locust Point, Pigtown area of Baltimore. And which was right in the middle of revitalization or transformation, I should call it. And so I was there, I was there one thirty every morning delivering newspapers and I was watching these boarded up windows come down and new windows going in. I was watching form stone come off the walls and brick going up or getting repointed. So I was right in the middle of it and I'm watching this transformation and I'm seeing all these realtor signs go up and you saw the same names in the same areas all the time. And it piqued my interest. And so my wife had got pregnant with our second child and I'm like, I'll get my real estate license. So I wanted her to stay home. I got my real estate license and I I started working real estate while I was working at T-Bird Price. I did, uh, I did, I'm I'm sorry. um, uh, I started uh, real estate as I was still doing the papers because I eventually got out of T-Bird Price. So. so you started real estate kind of as a side job and, and it sounds like, and, and when you did that, the idea was that way your wife, you could kind of pick up a second job so your wife could stay home and then you started to grow this and then eventually you transitioned 100% all the way into real estate. Yeah, that's what happened. And yeah, the, the, I guess the coincidental thing you could say, ironic thing was if, if you're a goal-oriented person, like my wife, she was due to make like $42,000 that year. And I'm like, all right, I'll pick up this real estate job or career and I'll try to make 42 grand to, to offset it. I, the funny part about it is I made $41,000 that first year of real estate. Now I net it one. <laughs> right. Yeah. The, it, it didn't, didn't quite work. You know, that's, that's so much of what we end up talking about sometimes is what do we get with, you know, gross revenues versus net and how do you grow that team? The, so tell us about, you know, how many, how many tra- transactions are you doing? How many transactions are you doing in the last 12 months? Uh, last, we did 104 transactions last year. All right, and then what's we've been averaging that for about five years. You said I'm you've sorry. been you've been doing about a hundred for the last five years. Yeah, about that. Yes. Awesome. So you just stayed nice and steady. The what's that average sales price over there? Right now, my average sales price is about two eighty seven. All right, you do more buyers buyers leads or, or listings? 
I'm, I'm heavier on the seller side. It's, it's more 55, 45, sometimes 60, 40, depending on the year to the seller side. How do you continuously get a hundred deals a year? Work, yeah. <laughs> work and discipline, right? I don't know. I'm part of this coaching program. I've been doing it for 17 and a half years. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, it, but it's the Brian Buffini uh, program. Okay. And, uh, it's a system and there's, there's a million systems out there and you can take any system and I'm not going to say one is better than the other, but if you take a system and you work it and you're disciplined in that work or that application, it will work for you. So it's all about doing business. This system is about doing business by referral and it's about building the relationship. So that's, that's, I mean, that's what I've done. All right. So the, so, you know, so getting referrals, being able to build up there, how long have you been part of that coaching program? About 17 and a half years. That's a long time. So the so you've been part of it. You use the same system all the time. In the last five years, it's held you nice and steady. Yeah, because what happens? I guess the most one of the most important parts about the system is tracking, knowing your numbers. You know, knowing how many contacts I got to make to get a referral, how many referrals I need to get a deal, and what all those ratios translate into. And when you know those numbers, you know it, it, what it does. At the end of the day, it takes anxiety out of like if I go a month without a referral. Am I stressing out? Yeah. But if I know my numbers, I know at the end of the year, consistently, I'm averaging 240 referrals a year. I'm going to be okay. So it comes in ebbs and flows. It's important to think about in real estate, right? For all the agents out there that the, you should look at stuff on like a one year basis instead of a one month or a two month, because it does ebb and flow. You could have four deals one month, four fall out next month, and then, you know, and then they come back. And so the it's really easy to have that up and down swing, but if you start to focus on like your annual goal like that, I, I think that's a much more solid way to go through it. A lot easier. That's extremely helpful, you know, and, and then it takes anxiety out of the equation. So the so right now as we're you know we're in coronavirus time, we're you know we're we're shelter in place. What are you what are you doing with your goals right now? Are they, you know, did you look, have you looked at your annual goals and said, Hey, the year is still going to be what it is. We just might have a, a bumpy couple weeks or a bumpy couple months. Are you starting to relook at that changing strategies? What, what changes have you made in the last two weeks? So I think the, whether strategies or tactics that have to change, because look, can, let's, let's assume we are going to have a, a 30, 60, 90 day slowdown. Let's assume that, right? The, the, there was just a podcast a week and a half ago that Brian Buffini did with Dr. Lawrence Young, he's the uh, chief economist for the National Association of Realtors, and it was very encouraging. So as I said earlier, there, there is still a shortage of uh, inventory. And when we, like, it's like we're going to be in this 12-week or 8-week blizzard where you can't do anything, and people are stuck in their houses. And what happens in the wintertime when we hit spring and people come out of the winter? There's a pent up demand and everybody just, poof, everybody hits the market, right? So you could, you could almost look at it like I'm preparing myself that I'm going to do 12 months of business in nine months when we come out of this. Just like having a delayed spring. You're like, we're used to coming out and, and firing so that we're exactly. going to be a couple months later. Exactly. I think you have to have the, you know, you have to be healthy physically and mentally during this time, you know, are there going to be days where I get frustrated or I get down on myself or down on what's going on? That's probably going to happen. But if you have the right mindset and, and you go and you tackle the right way, bang, you know, coming out, you know, you can't say, okay, after this is over, I'm going to start. You got to start now. You got to start right now. And it's part of the tactics is like, okay, how am I going to show a house to a buyer right now? Well, if, I, if me, the listing agent, say I'm the listing agent and I have a seller and I have a buyer, I mean, an agent that has a buyer, 
let's get all four of us together on a Zoom call and have the homeowner take us through their house on a Zoom call with all four of us on, on the call. Yeah. And we can show a buyer house that way. Are they going to buy it virtually? Maybe not, but they can at least almost do like a letter of intent where we'll make an offer to buy contingent, uh, contingent on us viewing the house within so much time. So, right. right. So, so that's the one thing. The other thing I think is really important, Aaron, is during this time, like my, my mission statement is to love, serve, and care. To love, serve, and care people to put them in the best position to either buy or sell a house. And right now, I'm not calling my clients and saying, hey, do you have a referral for me? I'm calling to let them know that I'm calling them because I love them, I care, care for them, and I want to know how I can serve them right now. You know, whether, I, whether they're stuck in their house and they need me to go to a store and get a bag of groceries or, you know, they need to get, get to the store and get some medicine, I'll drop what I got to do and I'll go, I'll go do that for them if I have to. It's, it's not a problem. But if we show people that now, when we come out of this, they're going to refer you, you know. And, and the other side of that is that, like, I'm calling every one of my clients over the next 30, 60 days. I'm calling everyone. I'm letting them know I'm there. I'm writing every one of them a note. Every single one I'm going to get a note from. So that's part of what I'm doing now. That's a great habit. That's a great habit that anybody right out there right, can do right now, right? All of our new agents that are, that are listening, all of our established agents that are listening, you know, calling everybody that's in your, that's, that's in your list, you know, whether you're their prospective client, past client, you know, the people that you reach out to, calling all of them, sending a personal note to all of them, just make sure they're okay right now. You know, we've had a lot of that lately of trying to, you know, be of service, like, part of real estate, we're always trying to reach out to people and say, Hey, what do you need? Do you need to buy? Do you need to sell? When do you need to sell? How much do you need to sell for figuring out what your clients needs are right now? Their needs are a little bit different, but the, but real estate agents are poised to serve. You know, you guys have that server mindset already. And so the, it's a prime opportunity to go out there and serve, especially I, I really love the mindset you have of, Hey, this is just a delayed spring. You know, when we come out of this, we're going to come out swinging. Right. Yeah, I think you have to, you know. And Aaron, if I could add something, there's so there's there's three questions that, that I, I was on a, a Zoom conference call last week, and the three questions came up for us to ask our clients in this situation. You know, first of all, you know, ask them, you know, you know, what do they need right now? You know, or what do they think people need right now? And in that answer, you may have, hear an opportunity of what they specifically need, that person. And then the next question would be, you know, hey, what's your biggest fear? You know, it could be financial, losing a job, their health, whatever, whatever comes up. And then the third question is, this is where you're kind of, you're asking for a referral or not without really asking for it. You're just putting a plug in that, hey, to let them know you're still here for them. And that's that, you know, it would be like, Aaron, me as your real estate agent, what do you think I could do to serve your community? Right. And so you tell them you're still a real estate agent and you want to serve. Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Amuchastegui. And as you know, when you've been hearing these episodes, so many of our guests give us lots of free gifts and share the tools they've been using to become successful. We've got free real estate tools, scripts, eBooks, marketing materials, and more. We keep track of everything in our vault and it's updated with new items each and every week. If you want access to that stuff, it's totally free for being a listener. All you have to do is go to agentsuccesstoolbox.com, agentsuccesstoolbox.com and get your free gifts now. So what do you need? Oh, I'm doing okay. And you're like, well, what can, what can I do as a real estate agent to serve your community? 
right now. It's reminding them it's there. It's telling them it, you know, especially because maybe people don't want to ask for help right now. So you being able to say, hey, how can I help serve your community? I could see that being the thing that continues that conversation and pitches them back to you of how you can get into action. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Let's, let's go back like early in real estate for you. The you know, first year or two, what was the big mistake that you made that, that looking back, you're like, wow, I either learned so much from that, I should have known better than doing that, or it totally changed uh, the way you've done real estate since then? Well, I, I think, you know, one of the mistakes, like I have a team, I have a small team and, you know, getting, when I first started, I was doing everything. And so then you start to delegate and I'm a doer, you know, it's hard for me to let go of things sometimes. So, you know, sometimes I just hire somebody just to, to say, okay, here, do this, do this, do this. And I didn't take the time to train properly. And it's almost like put systems in place, like mistakes I've made is I haven't put systems in place first. I just threw bodies in the seat. So I think it's important to have like policies and procedures or systems in place and then be slow to hire. It's very slow to hire, which I haven't done, you know, and be, be quick to fire. So if I was, when I do it over and over again, I'm slower to hire and, um, you know, pull that trigger quick, give them 30, 60, 90 days. And if they're not cutting it, then it's time to go. Yeah. Yeah, that's great advice, especially right now, right? In real estate, we are going into uncertain times. Like hopefully it's just a one or two month break, extra delayed spring, just like that. But anytime that stuff is a little uncertain, a little bit weird. And to me, it's uncertain because this has never happened before. There's stuff that has been like this. We're talking about 2001. We're talking about 2008. Like there have been times when we've had major kind of resets and changes, but it's never been like this. We've never had the whole world staying at home. We've never had everything kind of put on hold, but also this government stimulus to say, hey, we're just going to make it a blip. We're going to cancel it out. So this is totally unheard of, totally new timing. And so, yes, being able to say like, hey, as you get ready to hire, it, it is uncertain. So be clear. What I try to tell people too is, is I, I made the same mistake early on in my businesses because as soon as you like start to have like a task you don't like, you go, man, I need to hire somebody to do that right? As soon as it's like, or as you start to scale, it's like, oh, I need to focus on this. I want to grow. I need to hire somebody. I I really wanted to hire people. And now I try to tell people, you know, as soon as you're like starting to think about that, start writing down what they're going to do and write down what they're going to do that first week. And so it's like the day day I hire somebody, have your list. You know, this is what they're going to do the first week. Because sometimes it's like, oh, I don't like filling out uh, that part of the the disclosure form or, or getting that part of the document or, or using DocuSign. And so you start to just, I don't, I can't, I need to hire somebody for this, but start to make that list to make sure you can at least fill up a week. Well, yeah. We realize we'll hire somebody thinking, Oh, they're going to do all this stuff. And you've only got like a day, a day's worth of work for them. And you go, "Uh Oh, now what am I going to do? Or they're running wild or they've got nothing to do. And, and those sorts of things. Yeah. My biggest fear when I hire somebody is that they get bored. You know, I don't want them bored. I want them busy, you know, and, and like, but if I'm busy doing and I don't have time to train them, then am I really training them? Yeah. You know, so it's, 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 I think it's been, it's always, that's always been a struggle in the real estate world. But if, if you have the appropriate, like as, as I'm working along now and something happens, I create a system, I create a policy, put it in a book or put it in a file, you know, and then when that person comes on, bang, there you go. You got your system, you got your policy or your procedure in place. If I, if I train you how to do a listing, now we can video it. We can video us doing that, and I save that for training later, right? Yeah. So. That's, that's especially good advice right now. We've always been doing trainings. Not everybody has been doing video stuff. Whether you're using Zoom or anything else, it's really easy to record. 
So right now, anything that anyone's doing out there to retrain agents, to talk to buyers for future stuff, record it. Like you can record the video, you could save it for later. As soon as it's done recording, document it somewhere with lots of like words that are, that are searchable, whether it's Gmail or somewhere else and go, hey, this is that time I trained the guy with this. We've got a lot of great info right now, so easy to record and build up those big systems that people are just figuring out how to get started right now while they're working from home. I think it's a great time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so tell me about your book. So right now we've got it up behind you for the listeners that are seeing it. It says, Better Than You Think. Developing Awareness for a More Fulfilling Life. The, what made you decide to write the book? When did it come out? So it got published back in November. And, and the long story is it took 15 years to do it. The short story is it, it took three years. And, and what I mean by that, I had, I had a goal. I wrote a goal back in 2005 to actually to, to write a book. But uh, I'm a personal book junkie. I've been reading books for, I started reading July of 1990. I read my first book, The Greatest Salesman in the World by Agmandino. And you know, since, that, since then, I've probably read about 900 books. And uh, I, I'm just, I just love personal growth. And awareness is, is, I think, the foundation for everything. So this book is really about awareness. And the more awareness you have about what's going on inside of you, what's going on around you, what's going on inside of others, the more fulfilling life you can live. So it's a, really, it's, it's a book deep in awareness, deep in reflection, and, and deep in like, lessons of experiences you've had. So the way, the way I, I wrote it is, I'm sharing like awareness is the first chapter, like a story that hit me about awareness or how I get more awareness. And you may have been doing something in your life that you never realized that's a way to get awareness. And then I just shared a story that resonated with you. Now you know how to get awareness or it's resonated with you. So it's a, it's a book of stories and lessons and, and how, can you, how the reader can apply those lessons in their life. And um, like, like, like there's like right now, I mean, I'm, not, I'm I guess a little bit of shameless self-promotion, you know, one of the chapters is awareness. Are you aware of what's going on right now? The other cha another chapter is acceptance. We can't change what's going on right now. We can't change it. It's here, you know? So we have to accept what is. But we, we can change going forward what we do to handle situations like that, right? Yeah. The other, another chapter is, is, is the seasons of life. This is a season. We're in a season right now. Uh, and who knows how long this season lasts? Is it a month? Is it two months? Is it six months? We don't know how that season, how long the season is going to go, but what lessons can we learn in this season? And then the, the, the other chapter that's in the book is perseverance. So how do we persevere, whether you're a realtor, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, whether you're a school teacher, who knows? How do you persevere? How do you learn how to persevere through the tough times? So, yeah, so, so tell me about the story. So in the book, on the acceptance chapter, what story do you lead with when you're telling when you're trying to teach people how to get acceptance? So we, we so it could be emotional acceptance, like you know some people have a, a problem. But like it took me 15 years to write this book because I couldn't accept the fact that I think I could tell stories. You know, I had to lower self worth. You know, and I'm like who's going to listen to my stuff? Who's going to read my book? Who's going to you know who who am I to think I'm going to be an author, right? And you got to work through, you got to persevere through that. So one of the acceptance. Is just like we all tell ourselves stories. Things happen. So one of the early stories in the book is about, and this is crazy. This goes way back to when I was five years old. I have a I have a sister that's three hundred and sixty four days older than me, right? And so what they call that what they call it, Irish twins or something like that. Yeah. So there's all sorts of versions of that. Yeah. 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 So so we had a birthday party, a shared birthday party, and we invited these people, and it was at a friend's house, 
And everybody that came out, one after the other after the other, came from my sister. It didn't come from me. So finally, somebody comes up and has two gifts, one for my sister, one for me. And it was a, it was a game I already had, shoots and ladders. And I already had the game. And so, you know, in that moment, there was the woe is me. Nobody likes me. Nobody came for me. Nobody showed up, blah, blah, blah. Well, the story you tell yourself is I'm not worthy. I'm not worth it, you know. And so you have, the way you coach yourself out of that, the story, the simple story is, the people that invited for me couldn't make it, right? It, nobody it wasn't it. Nobody liked Rob, so I had to accept what it was. I had, I had to accept that situation for what it was. But going forward, you just you you just you can't tell your stories yourself stories in a negative contents. No matter what happens in your life, it is what it is, and then you go forward. That yeah. makes sense. It does. So, how about a story as we go through right now? It's perseverance, right? So the. The, the, the big thing in there, if you were going to take one story from your life and the one that you're grabbing back to yourself now as you think about what you're about to go through, what we might, what we what maybe we're going to go through over the next couple of months, what's that story you have that's fueling you? So this is, again, I was, I guess I was 11 or 12 at the time, right? I had this little paper route and I just had these goals and I don't know why at that point I had these inherent goals or these embedded goals in my head. But I, so I was delivering newspapers, and when it came to wintertime, I would knock on my clients, because we had to knock on doors to collect the money to get paid. And when I would collect the money, I would say, hey, when it snows, don't worry, I'll come by early and shovel your snow, and you can pay me later, right? So, I mean, when it snowed, it would, I mean, I remember back in, uh, God, was it 73, we had a nice, or not 73, 77 or 78, somewhere in that time we had a nice uh, blizzard. And I remember that I would walk out of my house, whether it snowed two inches or 10 inches, and I was not coming back home till I had $100 in my pocket. And so, you know, so if it was freezing cold or sleeting and raining, and your fingers start to hurt, your toes start to cramp up, and I had 50 bucks in my pocket, I'm like, I'm not stopping until I got 100 bucks. So you got to persevere through that, right? Yeah. How you old were you when you doing that? I'm sorry? How old were you? I was probably, I'm guessing 13, right. somewhere around there. And so whatever, whatever reason, for whatever reason that was embedded in me, it was. And, uh, but I would like, like, how do you get through that pain? How do you get through that, that mental toughness? Like I got to work through this and, and it's going to work itself out. And what would happen is like your toe, your fingers, your toes would like lock up and get frozen. And I would just keep moving your hands, keep moving your feet, keep moving, them, keep moving. Them. And then all of a sudden they would warm up, you know? So it's like, you got to break through that thing that's holding you back. You got to break through that, that obstacle. And once you do mentally, then you can roll. So like right now, man, it's that blizzard, you know, and my fingers are cramping up, you know, and I just know I got to keep moving. I got to keep calling my customers. I got to keep writing those. I got to keep building those relationships. And, and then on the other side, we're going to break through and, and it's going to be better than you think. <laughs> yeah. Better than you think once you break through. I saw that as like a meme online earlier day. It was like, if you're going through hell, keep going. Yeah. Right? So if going. you're struggling, you got to keep going. Yeah. Persevere. So let's see. I guess one of the last things, Rob, is the is there any last advice you would want to give to you know real estate agents out there uh, for either their first year or now, or what's the what's the the last big action you would give them? Well, if obviously if you're new to the business in first year, you know have a database, man. Get get your database together and start with 200 people. You know, because that way, if you got 200 people, you got 20 uh, business days in a month. You can call 10 people a day and, and start building relationships with them. So, you know, get a database, have that. The, the other thing is, like, in this time frame right now, even though I talk about it like being a 12-week blizzard, 
you know, don't sit home and do nothing and take it as a vacation. This is the time to double down, double down on those phone calls, double down on those, on those notes, double down on building your business or working on your business. What strategies, what tactics can I change coming out? So it's, it's like, it's like double down time, not double out, you know, <laughs> not get out, get in, you know? Yeah, I think that's great. It's right now. It's yes, time to go out. Don't don't take a twelve week break. Be ready. Uh, you know, work hard. Double down on your business and be ready to come out swinging. These so Rob Kamadari. The how can people find you? If they want to find you online or find your book. What's the best way to reach out to you for advice? Yeah, you can uh, reach me at, at Rob at it's Rob at at Rob Commodore Author dot com. I got two websites. I got the website for the author, website for real estate. So it's Rob at Rob Commodore Author dot com. And then uh, you can uh, reach me. I can give you my phone number if you want. I'm happy for you to call me. But call me 410-262-7396. And the website is robcommodoreauthor.com. Awesome, Rob. The I think that book sounds awesome. Thanks for coming on here. I hope everybody listened and got some advice on how to push through and keep on pushing because once they break through, it'll be better than they think. There you go. Thank you, Aaron. I appreciate it. coming that. on, Rob. Take care. Rockstar Nation, thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Listen, I need a favor. If you find this free content helpful, if you find our downloadable items from each guest helpful, please, I need you to pull out your pointing finger, yes, the one finger that points at people, and hit subscribe. Yes, subscribe. The more subscribers we get, the better we look in the ratings and the easier it is to get guests like Robert Kiyosaki, Barbara Corcoran, all the players that are on the million dollar listing in the different cities. All that stuff makes it easier the more subscribers we get. So please subscribe. And listen, there's a lot of places you can leave comments. There's a lot of places you can like. We're on Facebook. We have an Instagram page. Instagram page is I am Pat Hyben. The Facebook is Real Estate Rockstars Radio. Feel free to leave us comments there. The most popular form of commenting seems to happen on YouTube. Yes, for whatever reason, it's a very open environment. So just go to YouTube and go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio and leave us comments there. Some of them we will read on the show. And we love your feedback. So thanks, guys, and I hope you are having a great day. Oh, and also, listen, if you're going to subscribe and you haven't already left us a, a review on iTunes, please do that too. Have a great day, and thanks so much, Rockstar Nation. I really appreciate you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.